It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're now joined here on Super Bowl Radio Row by Mina Kimes. Mina, enjoying your week here in Los Angeles and Anaheim, I guess? I am. I just learned what Who Day means or the origin of Who Day from you. Uh, it was a little underwhelming as far as the story goes, but um, I have been hearing Who Day a lot at Disneyland where I'm taping every now and then. A gaggle of Bengals fans will walk by and just randomly scream, Who Day? Just break out and chant. Yeah, it actually is pretty catchy, so. I, I think that's why it's it's stuck. To, well, it's no longer, I guess it's We Day now is what the is Bengals that, are saying. That That's something that Who Day? We Day? Like that? Yeah, although it's Who Day going to beat them Bengals, so. Who Day going to, all right. Anyway, we, we talked in the preseason yes. about the Bengals' offensive line. If we talk again this offseason, we'll probably again be talking about the Bengals offensive line and we'll probably talk about the Bengals offensive line in this game as they'll have their hands full but as you've been preparing for the game and, and doing your own coverage is that the, the biggest key to the game do you think or do you think it, it's something else where are you focused I think on that side of the ball yeah we've spent a lot of time talking about on NFL Live on my podcast and me time show featuring Lenny how the Bengals will possibly game plan around the biggest mismatch in the game, which I'm sure you've talked about a lot, which is their offensive line versus the Rams pass rush. Um, They've taken different approaches to that, wildly different approaches, honestly, even over the last four to five weeks, uh, which makes it a little bit hard to predict, candidly, and I certainly have my opinions about what I think might work or what could work, but um, I, I feel like that's the number one question going into this game from Cincinnati's perspective because we talked a lot about like the Rams how you're going to cover Jamar Chase that sort of thing from the Bengals perspective I think that's it if you're Zach Taylor you have options right you can slide every snap to Aaron Donald and you probably do slide to Aaron Donald a lot you can go quick game again which they've done a lot of you can go screen game which you know you go back to the Vikings game against the Rams they had some success there there have been teams that have had success against the Rams in the screen game if you're Zach Taylor What's your adaptation this week? I would go pretty heavy on the quick game and the screen game. Um, you know, you mentioned the Vikings, but actually quite a few teams have had success versus the Rams in that yeah. regard because they, if this Rams defense has a weakness, it is at linebacker uh, at that second level, especially in coverage. Um, and that's actually a big part of the reason why I think you've seen them struggle during the regular season, at least, against teams like the 49ers. Mm. Uh, that and sort of the physicality in the front. But, um, yeah, I could see Cincinnati, since you have so many quick skill players other than Jamar Chase right. finding good mismatches depend and well obviously it'll depend on how the Rams defend Jamar Chase which is kind of the big mystery um, but yeah that, that's what I would do and you know I have expressed I, I was a little bit frustrated with how much coach Taylor reverted to the early down runs in the last game I would like to see some of those runs which were largely pretty inefficient granted they do serve some purpose in terms of keeping Joe Burrow alive but I would like to see some of that replaced with a quick passing game I said something similar in in our game preview like you can't just not run the ball on first down or you're doing your passing offense a disservice but 
you know, more runs and passes on first down like it felt like or maybe was against the Chiefs. I can't actually remember exactly. It's, it feels like you're, you're throwing Which away too many downs. It was so odd because they played the Chiefs literally, was it three weeks before then, and took a different approach. Very Again, different. this is coming after Joe Burrow getting put on the ground nine times. Right. So obviously that impacted his play calling, but it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. This is it. I want to see him surrender running over and over. And, and you mentioned you know, what's going to be different and how unpredictable this game is, what approach is going to be taken by the Rams' defense. I have similar questions about Luana Rumo's defense and, <laughs> yeah. you know, how the Bengals will then choose to attack. Are they going to do a Jamar Chase-heavy approach? Or, to your point, I think you tweeted last night and I replied to you about the, the T. Higgins slant yeah. idea, and they've been running him on a lot of, you know, shallow in-breakers, and occasionally they'll use a dragon concept where they'll send a yeah. flat underneath yeah. and they'll send him on the slant. But I, I've... I know they use T. Higgins in the short game a lot. I think it's a weapon, and he has such a size mismatch with Darius Williams if that's what the mismatch forget, is on the outside. Forget Darius Williams. There's not a single Rams defensive back or linebacker, anyone other than Jalen Ramsey, right. who's a good matchup with T. Higgins, who's freaking enormous and has hands made out of Velcro. Um, so, you know, this is why it, we won't know until the game begins or even a few drives in if Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow Jamar Chase. If he does, that makes life a lot easier for the rest of the Rams, of course, because then you can actually give someone help covering T. Higgins or whatever. But uh, if not, which is entirely possible as well, or situationally, you got to think T. will probably eat up and get a significant amount of targets against this Rams defense because, like you said, outside of Jalen Ramsey, they're not that great. And, and just like Cooper Cup is going to find mismatches, yeah. especially on the weak side when they go empty, Tyler Boyd might find some matchups against those linebackers you talked about. It's funny you mentioned the, the whole Jalen Ramsey thing, and it'll be interesting to see if the Bengals test Jalen Ramsey if they do get him on an island with Jamar Chase, and the Rams aren't afraid to put him on an island, obviously. Don Wayne Martindale took the same approach with Marlon Humphrey, who sat in that chair and has put up on his social media how he's tired of being asked about Jamar Chase. Obviously different players, yeah. but a really fun matchup. On the other side, I know you've been pretty complimentary of Lou Anarumo's defense and how they've been able to change things up. And that's one of my big questions. People have asked me, what's the approach going to be for Lou's defense? And I, <laughs> well, I don't know, right? I, I, all I know is they're not going to blitz a lot. Right. I think we can safely say that against Matt Stafford. But, um, you know, one thing I love for the Bengals about the Chiefs game is if nothing else, he gave Sean McVay a lot to think about. Like, yeah. I don't know how much of that drop eight they're going to use in the cover one robber, but Sean McVay knows now it's a possibility. Like, going, if, before that game, I, if the AFC Championship hadn't happened, I probably would say, ah, eh, they're probably going to play too high. Honestly, like, that's the approach that tends to work decently well against the Rams. You want to encourage them to run the ball. The Rams, uh, some people seem to not be aware of this, are not a great running team at the moment. And right. I love those Bengals' defensive tackles. I think they can hold up. But, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Lou's been so schematically diverse that it's really hard to predict what he's going to do, uh, which I think is a pretty, I would say, an advantage for the Bengals, but that unpredictability really helps. It's just such an interesting story to me because of where Lou's come from to now where he is, where he's yeah. cooked up these game plans, especially like in the last few weeks, especially in under the microscope in the playoffs, to, to be that creative when it really counts. Yeah. I would like to see a little bit of that on the offensive side of the ball. There's 
there's been discussion from Bengals fans like let's get the RPO game going again and you know can you do that in two weeks and get get that far away from what they've been doing all year if you're Lou Anarubo and you've found ways to take away Tyreek Hill take away Travis Kelsey when they're, they're dropping the defensive end into the Travis Kelsey window and they're bracketing yeah. Tyreek is, is there something there that because I don't think you can really drop a being under gapped the way the Bengals were against the Chiefs like they just left gaps alone and yeah. you have these multiple threats well Sean McVay will run if right. you do that he, he if you will. do if, if Lou Rano does exactly what he did in the second Which half he won't. The, right. yeah he won't but the Rams would attack it the way right. and, Sean McVay, you know, is young, modern, whatever. That dude loves to run the football. Yeah. He's actually pretty conservative. Yeah. So I, I do think, um, you know, they, if they dare them to run, they will run. And like I said, I think you'd rather live with them running than hitting Cooper Cup or Odell Beckham Jr. as much as possible. Have you given a prediction for this game? Yeah, I think I try to give one and stick with it. And I think a couple weeks ago I went – Rams 31, Bengals 28, which I think is a cover now, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it is. Everyone's actually surprised by that because I have it so high scoring. Yeah. Um, and maybe it is a little too high scoring. Maybe six points. We'll see. We'll see. I, I like the three-point margin of victory for one team. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to say which team. I, I'm not in the business of predictions, but I know many are. I was curious to... I'm wrong a lot, so Lockdown Bengals listeners, it's probably a good thing that I picked the Rams. I feel like a lot of people say that, too. That it's a good thing. Here's all I'll say. If Matthew Stafford turns the ball over multiple times, I think the Bengals will win. If he doesn't, I think the Bengals lose. It's kind of as simple as that for me. And that's the X factor, right? He's been better with ball security in the playoffs than he was late in the regular season. And which version of Matt Stafford shows up? I mean, he tried to turn it over. He tried. To, uh, but so did Joe. Joe did too. But Joe, to his defense, and I'll just come to his defense briefly here, has been pretty good about being safe well, until that cheesecake. He's also being, you know, murdered, unlike Matthew Stafford, so. Real quick, I, I know we've we've hit all the bases. Sure. Trey Hendrickson, I know you really like My him. My beloved. And we, we talk a lot about the Rams' defensive line in this game, but do you think, I, we know that the Rams' offensive line is pretty good. Can the Bengals get pressure with four? I think they can. Um, I, I, one, one thing I'll be interested in seeing is how they use Trey Hendrickson. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, I don't, yeah, I, you and I seem to agree that they're not going to blitz. The Rams' offensive line is kind of interesting. Uh, all the advanced metrics love them in terms of yeah. pass block win rate. I don't as much as the metrics do. I, 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 I think there's been times where they look elite. I, th- I think in the postseason they've looked really good. But there's also been games where I've seen, especially the interior of the offensive line, get bullied. So if I were Luanda Rimo, I would try to get Trey Hendrickson inside on stunts, uh, move him around, play games as much as possible because there are mismatches to be yeah. had, and he's been so great. I love the Bengals' interior defensive line in this game. think they will miss Larry Ogunjobi. Would love to see more twists and stunts games. They, they didn't do much of that against yeah. the Chiefs, and we'll see if that comes out this week. Maybe that's the wrinkle. Maybe. I think everybody knows Yumina Khan. She's got a great podcast. We've had her on the show before. Thanks so much for your time. Good day. This episode of Locked on Bengals also brought to you by BetOnline.net. They've got they've had you covered the entire football season. They'll have you covered for the Super Bowl with all the props we've been talking about this week here on Radio Row. And there's a lot of fun ones, although we have heard some consternation about betting on the coin flip. So make your own decisions there. But if it's not the coin flip, plenty of other props, odds, and lines for you at betonline.net. They will have you cover for the NBA season, the NHL season as well, once the Super Bowl is finished. And of course, mixed martial arts, boxing as always, also on betonline.net. Go check out all the great offers right now. 
Don't miss out for the 2022 season and year at Bet Online, where the game starts. We're back at Radio Row in Los Angeles with Trey Wingo on behalf of Caesar Sportsbook. And Trey, we have to start with something that Allie Bronson told me. Yes, Allie. Shout out, Allie. You have the ultimate party trick. <laughs> You know every Super Bowl final score yeah. and every MVP. And yeah. well, we do host Locked On Bengals. So 26 yeah. 21, Super Bowl 16, Pontiac, Michigan, the final score. Great stop uh, by Fred Dean at the goal line there. Joe Montana, the MVP. Super Bowl 23 2016, the final score in Miami. That was the infamous drive where it started with Joe Montana telling Harris Barton in the huddle, check it out. That's yeah. John Candy That's over right. there. And Ray Horton is late on John Taylor in the end zone. Jerry Rice was the MVP. 16, the final score, Tim Crumright broke his leg early in that game. Sam Weiss was like, get up, Timmy, get up. Terrible. Man, okay. Sorry. Super Bowl 41. Uh, Super Bowl 41, 29-17. Peyton Manning leads the uh, Colts over the Bears. Uh, Devin uh, Hester started the game with a kick return for a touchdown. It was poor. That was the worst weather game ever. It was in Miami for the entire time, and the Colts were, were supposed to be an outdoor, bad outdoor, bad weather team. They ran the Bears into the ground in that game, and Peyton Manning was the MVP, although it probably should have been uh, Dominique Rhodes, who was the running back, had a great game. He did have a great game, and it was an awful weather. That, Worst that's what I remember. And, and the best halftime show ever, Prince in the rain, oh. just nailing Purple Rain. They asked Prince, um, are you concerned it might rain during the halftime? And he said, I hope it pours. Love that. And he nailed it. Of nailed it. Um, let's talk about Super Bowl 56. Mm -hmm. Because... How happy are the Bengals fans that the Niners didn't make it, right? Uh, that would have been like the boogeyman just showing up for you guys. I think they wanted the boogeyman. Yeah. Because Jimmy in G way, comes with the boogeyman. That's yeah. right. It's Jimmy yeah, G. It's, right. it, you know, it's, it's not fair. It's Sean McVay and, and Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald specifically. That's, Correct. That's the one. Do, do you think it comes down to that? Because that's what we've been talking about all week is the I, trenches. I don't know. Well, if, if, it, if it is about the trenches, you guys are in trouble. Because as we know, <laughs> the Bengals gave up 51 sacks. Well, hold on. Let me amend that. Joe Burrow was sacked 51 times this year. The most sacked quarterback in the NFL. He's the first most sacked quarterback to ever make it to Super Bowl. So if it does come down to the trenches, I have bad news for you. Because normally the trenches would be a problem. But that's that's what makes Joe so amazing. He does not care. He is not phased by anything or any obstacle that stands in his way. Is there a quarterback that he reminds you of? He draws all these pairs. Is he just unique in his no, own right? I, I think he's very much Montana-like. And I, I'm not saying the Bengals are going to win four Super Bowls. I'm not saying that he's going to be a part of a, a team that ruled a decade like the Niners did in the 80s. I'm just saying he has those attributes. I want to read something to you. Okay. That came from my study for the draft in 2020 when Burrow was uh, drafted. That's Jim Carr right there, a fine researcher and person at Caesar Sports who worked with me for years at ESPN doing the draft in Monday Night Football. And we come up with these great packets of information. This was a little nugget from Joe Burrow's days. Burrow was playing on an AAU basketball team when he was nine. During a, one of those games, his team was down by eight points with 30 seconds left. Coach Tom Vandervan said, I thought it was over. But then Burrow scored nine consecutive points, including seven straight foul shots. Vandervan said, I'd never seen anything like it. it. was then I knew he was different from anyone else. I couldn't believe the poise under pressure and competitive drive demonstrated by a nine-year-old. After the game, Vandervan, who was a sociology professor at Ohio University, told his parents, Joe had the kind of qualities that you find in cops and first responders, as well as serial offenders. He has the kind of qualities those people have where his pulse doesn't change no matter the situation he finds himself in. So in other words, Joe Burrow could be the greatest criminal of all time or one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He has a disassociative property 
that nothing phases him. And I think that's his best attribute. I'm glad he chose the latter. He could be Dexter right now. Like, literally, he could be Dexter. Um, but, but that's his thing. Like, just let's go back to the last three, last three games he's played. Three? Four. The last four games he's played. Week 17 against the Chiefs. You're down 14 to nothing. You're down 21 to 7. You're down 28 to 17. Unfazed. 34-31, Bengals win. Uh, against the Raiders. They got down early. Okay, you're down early for a team that hasn't won a playoff game since 1991. No problem. Running out of bounds, inadvertent whistle, whatever. Perfect throw, back of the end zone, touchdown. Nine times he sacked in that game against the Titans. Playoff tying record. Makes the one throw necessary after the tipped interception over the cornerback in front of the safety. Money back for the two-yard field. Down 18. 18 to the Chiefs at home. And the Chiefs, with all due respect, gacked that game away like I've never seen anybody gack a game away. And the Bengals said, fine, we'll take it. Mm -hmm. like, Bill Belichick built a dynasty on the on this notion that more games are lost than won, so let's just not make the big mistakes. Burrow didn't make the big mistakes. The mistake was Andy Reid calling timeout before the challenge on the first drive. It was not executing at the end of the half. Like, if they kick that field goal at the end of the half and the rest of the game plays out the way it did, the Chiefs are here and the Bengals are not. Mm -hmm. I mean, they made mistakes. Joe Burrow was calm and collected and never got rattled. He had a, his, before that game, his longest scramble on third down was one yard. And then on that third and six, he got seven, getting out of Chris Jones's reach. That's who he is in a nutshell. He'll never put up the best numbers, but if you give him an opportunity to steal a game, he'll take it. Yeah, and we've seen that multiple times. He's taking care of the ball over that stretch that you mentioned outside of a, a, a few interceptions. Um, outside of Joe Burrow, what, what stands out uh, about this matchup to you? What's the biggest you know, make or break? Well, I, I thought about it a lot, and uh, you know, statistically, there's a million different ways you could break this down. But more often than not, the Super Bowl is about a mindset. The Bengals have no baggage. They have no baggage. In many ways, they kind of remind me of the Cowboys of 92. And I'm not saying they're going to win three Super Bowls in four years. I'm saying that team went into San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. Nobody expected them to beat the Cowboys. They did. They didn't know losing. They didn't have any downside. Like, if you look at the Rams, Sean McVay already knows the price of losing a Super Bowl. Yeah. Aaron Donald knows the price of losing the Super Bowl. Jalen Ramsey knows the price of gacking away a 10-point lead in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots as a member of the Jaguars. If they start thinking about that stuff, and Matthew Stafford thinks about it's, it's taking me this long to get here in a legacy-defining game, they could be in trouble. The Bengals are like young and dumb, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And sometimes, that's the best way to be. It, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. The Rams were built for this. Yeah. The Bengals, yeah, they might have thought they might make this run. Yeah. No one did. I'm in Cincinnati. 125 to 1 to start the season at the Caesar Sportsbook. 125 to 1. Third longest odds behind the Jets and the Texans. Which is crazy to think about. And here they are. Here they are. What uh, what other stuff, what other prop bets do you have at Caesar Sportsbook for Super Bowl 56? Well, we haven't had a safety since Super Bowl 48. Uh, that was the first snap of the game. Broncos over Peyton Manning's head, and they lost that one 43 8. Malcolm Smith, the MVP. Percy Harvin turned the second half hit for a touchdown. The pretty much sealed the game. I thought Harvin was a dark horse yeah. candidate for MVP. Well, Malcolm Smith was like, really? Like, they had to pick somebody. Ah, 
this guy, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's one of those. Um, but I, 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 the idea of a safety, this is the longest stretch we've gone in a Super Bowl without a safety. So that would be a good one. That's a prop that I love. I think Bengals fans are kind of wincing right now because of the odds. If you had to bet, is it, is it Burrow takes a safety with Aaron Donald on the other side of Rams? But yeah. Look, Stafford, Stafford, the other thing, like, and I love Matthew Stafford. I want to be clear. I think he's great. But if we're evaluating the NFC Championship game, honestly, <laughs> he made a game-ending play for his team. Like, Jaquiski Tart missed the easiest interception he will ever have. It's a pop fly to center field? Exactly. Van Jefferson here, Odell Beckham here, Jaquiski Tart here. If he makes that pick, we're not having this, oh, Matthew Stafford, Hollywood ending, all this. It doesn't exist. Um, you have to be able to push past that, and they did, and I give them all the credit in the world. But as much love as we're showing uh, Matthew Stafford, he made the play that should have ended the game for his team, and they got away with it. He got away with it. So we'll take a safety. At least exactly. that's what Trey Wingo said exactly to right. all the Bengals fans out there. Uh, make sure you check out Caesars Sportsbook. And uh, Trey, I appreciate the time. This is great. You got it, man. Now it's my favorite part of the show because it's Built Bar time. The number one protein bar on the planet. You hear about me. You talk about them all the time. Hopefully the Bengals have eaten their fair share of Built Bars in preparation for Sunday's big game. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. I'm going to get my man Ross Jackson a bunch of Built Bars for the work he put in this week. So make sure you go there now, Built.com, and save 15% with promo code LOCKED15. The best protein bar on the planet. High in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs, or low in calories, and you're going to save money on it, you got to get there right now. Don't delay. Built.com, promo code LOCK15. We're now joined by former Bengal Domita Pecco. Domita, how's it going out here, man? You live in L.A. hosting a Super Bowl watch party, the Bengals in the Super Bowl. That's got to feel good. Yeah, Jake. Thank you for having me, brother. Yeah, super stoked for the Bengals. A big who day to all the Bengals nation out there, and uh, we're pumped, man. We live out here in L.A. now, and uh, like you said, we're uh, me and my wife own a restaurant it's called Sunset Trocadero out in West Hollywood on the Sunset Strip. We're having a big Bengals watch party from uh, doors open at 2.30, and the game starts at 3.30. I'll be there. I'd love to see you guys. That's awesome. And I, we, you, you loved our background. That's really cool for yeah, us. You're out here yeah. with your boy. Got a signed Jamar Chase jersey. Yes, as, as a former Bengal, we've seen a lot of guys that are really excited for the success of the team this year, really happy for the city. You, you know the, the Bengals fans. How is it as a former player to see the Bengals getting back to the Super Bowl? I love it, man. Uh, it means a lot, man, uh, to the city. Uh, like you said, a lot of the former players, man, because uh, when you put that uniform on and you're part of the, you know, just part of the family, you know, the Bengal family, uh, just seeing them have success, it means so much. It just feels so good. So we're super pumped about the, the team and what they're doing. Uh, proud of Mike Brown and the family, man. They've been doing a great job there. Yeah. And, uh, it's exciting, man. It's exciting to hear, the, to hear that sentence, man. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl, man. I love it. That's awesome, right? And the defense, a big part of that, too, especially those guys up front, Trey Hendricks and DJ Reader. You watching those guys closely? Like, are you, yeah. are you stoked on DJ Reader up there, two-gapping in, in the modern NFL? I love that, bro. I, uh, that's one of the, the jobs I did for, like, 11 years there is to, you know, just in there in the, at, at the nose position. So I'm super excited when they – uh, picked him up in free agency last year, you know, uh, to fill the holes there at the nose guard position, especially with Geno Atkins gone. Yeah. He's been doing a hell of a job there. And then shout out to Hendrickson, man. He's freaking uh, uh, Trey, man. He's been doing a great job coming off the edge. Uh, he was a Pro Bowl ballot guy this year. Yeah. Uh, he's a big sack guy. And uh, you can't forget when you talk about the D line, 94, man, Hubbard, man. They have, Absolutely. Everyone's talking about Aaron Donald, then Vaughn, and all the guys. But you can't forget about the Bengals, man. They have a they have a freaking elite group up front as well. So I'm super excited. And my favorite thing to say for people that have listened to the lockdown. Bengals podcast is not many 300 plus pound men have tackled Lamar Jackson in the open field but our guy Josh Tupo 
managed to track him down in the open field, and that's one of my favorite plays that I've ever seen. But talking about this defense just a little bit more, Lou Anarumo been incredibly multiple in this postseason from putting 1,000 pounds between the tackles against the Titans and Derrick Henry to dropping eight and playing single high stuff against Patrick Mahomes. How hard is that as a player to go from such disparate game plans to totally different approaches the next week? Yeah, man, it's uh, that's how it is, man. It's like a week-to-week thing, you know what I mean? And uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough, tough, tough job for both teams, man, because they're both offense are really explosive, you yeah. know what I mean? But uh, when you think about these, when I think about the Bengals, man, uh, you, everyone thinks about just uh, you know the quarterback Joey and then Chase, but you forget about T. Higgins, man. You forget about uh, my boy uh, 83 as well, you know what I mean? Uh, he's been doing a hell of a job there. Uh, and if you look at their stats over the over the course of the year, uh, their leading receiver in games, I think T. Higgins has like five games. He was leading yeah. receiver. Uh, 83 has like four games. He was leading receiver. You know what I mean? So the, he's distributing the ball really well. So I'm excited about, uh, about, about this offense. But defensively, trying to game plan against either of these teams is going to be tough because they're both firepower quarterbacks, you know what I mean? They can make every throw. Yeah, they, they like slinging it. And a lot of people like the over, but I kind of see a defensive struggle maybe coming. Who do you like in this game? Are you are you feeling good about the Bengals' Heck chances? yeah, I'm Houday Nation 100%, man. I bleed uh, this, uh, the stripes, the Bengals' stripes, you know what I mean? So I'm going to go with my Bengals, and uh, I know it's going to be a tough game, but I, I think there's going to be a lot more running game in this game than people expect. Everyone oh, yeah. thinks it might be a, a shootout, but I think it's going to be a lot of runs in there, man. And we have a great running back in Joe Mixon. He's a tough runner tough sledding. I remember playing him uh, when I was on Denver, playing against him. Oh, yeah. He's hard to bring down, you know what I mean? So uh, that's what I would do. Man. I would try to wear down Aaron Donald and wear down Vaughn and these guys with double teams and with heavy run. And uh, so that way they're not pinning their ears back and rushing the passer that they got to play honest. And we saw the Bengals do that last week against the Chiefs. A lot of first down running game in that game. And you got to do that to, yeah. to help your offensive line out. Definitely. Really appreciate you taking a little Thank bit of you. time with us out here on Radio Row for Locked On Bengals. And great to see you, man. Appreciate you guys here at Locked On, man. Much love, God bless, and a big hoo day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.